Hello and welcome to livealittlehigher.com. Today we begin chapter 4 of Pirkeavot of Ethics of the Fathers and actually I think this is my favorite Mishnah of all of them. It's a very famous one where it says, Ben Soma says, who is wise? He who learns from every person, as it says, from all my teachers I grew wise. Who is strong? He who subdues his personal inclination, as it said, said, he who is slow to anger is better than a strong man, and a master of his passions is better than a conqueror of a city. Who is rich? He who is happy with his lot, as it is said, when you eat of the labor of your hands, you are praiseworthy, and all is well with you. Who You are praiseworthy in this world, and all is well with you in the world to come. Who is honored? He who honors others, as it said, for those who honor me, I will honor, and those who scorn me shall be degraded. So this is a very beautiful Mishnah, uh, and it's really, it's antagonistic to the secular world, because if you think who, in, in, the, in the secular world, who is wise? Wise is a person who has a, a, a acquired a lot of knowledge, a person that has a lot of knowledge in sciences, in history, in, in psychology. Uh, if you ask a person uh, who who is strong, and they will say a strong person is a person that does exercise all day, and he eats healthy, and he's and he's, um, he's strong, he can carry things, and he doesn't have back pain. So this would be someone that would be strong. And then if you ask who is rich, and the rich person is a person who has made a lot of money, has a lot of money in the bank. This is what we would consider a rich person. And then you would ask who is honored, we would say honored is a person who has uh, won the Nobel Prize, a person that is a professor in a university, a person that has a lot of, uh, of you know, of honor on them, they give a lot of tzedakah, so people honor them, and you think this is what honor means. But this Mishnah comes to tell us completely different. It comes to tell us that, uh, that the, our Torah values are very different. For us, a person who is wise, is not a person that has a lot of knowledge of uh, secular matters. And for us, someone who is rich is not someone that has billions of dollars in the bank. It's a complete different take into what this means. So, so here we learn that who, who is wise, it says in some ways there are things we can learn from from wrongdoers, like the Maggid of Mesrich would say, that a person can learn from a thief. So who is wise is a person who learns from everybody. It's a person that can learn from a very intelligent person or it's a person that can even learn from someone that is very simple or someone that is not even good because from someone that is evil, you can learn how not to be evil, how to be kind. So he says here, the Maggid of Mesrich, that there are some things we can even learn from a thief. For example, a thief, a thief does, does his work at night when one can when no one can see him. He can learn from that to conceal the degree of learning, tzedakah, and intense service of God. So what it's saying is that a person that's a learned person is not boasting that he's learned. He learns quietly, in the dark. He gives tzedakah quietly. He does mitzvot quietly. He doesn't need the whole world to know. This is a, a wise person. And he says here, 
also that we can also learn from a, from a, a thief that he will never give up. If he can't do it on the first time, he'll do it two times, three times, four times. He'll do it as many times as he needs in order to be able to accomplish what he wants. So this we can learn from a thief, that we should never give up in our things, that if we fall one time, get up, clean yourself, try again, hopefully in good things. But this is what the, the Mishnah is trying to tell us. And also the Magid, teaches us that we can also learn three things from a baby, from an infant. One is never be idle. Two is to always smile. And three is when you want something, cry for it. So meaning that when we pray to God, our plea should be accomplished by tears. And people with a healthy ego are the ones who can learn from everybody. A person that is arrogant can never learn from someone else. It's impossible because in his eyes, he's better than everybody else. So no matter what another person can teach him, he will never accomplish to get it. So then it says, Yehuda Hanasi comes and teaches us who is wise, one who can foresee the future. If we analyze carefully, we will see that Rabbi Yehuda Hanasi and Ben Soma do, do not disagree because what Rabbi Yehuda Hanasi telling us that we can foresee, foresee the future is a person that is wise because he can learn from the, the boo-boos of other people or even his own boo-boos. So a person that knows that he's gonna put the hand in the fire and he's gonna get burned because it already happened to him or it happened to his neighbor or it happened to someone, he knows that if he puts the hand in the fire, he's gonna get burned. So he knows the future. He know, knows the consequence of his action. This is what it means to know the future, is to know that if I do this, this is what's gonna happen. If I, if I steal and I'm making fraud and I'm doing all these uh, uh, tricks on the government, then one day I'm gonna get caught and I'm gonna end up in jail. So this is what Rabbi Yehuda Hanasi is trying to tell us. And the phrase to foresee the future uses the word nolad, which while meaning that which will come to be, can also mean that which came to be. Indeed, if we have a clear knowledge of the past, we will know what, uh, what will be in the future. We can predict the future. And uh, it says that insanity consists of doing the same thing and expecting different results. So a person that keeps on doing the same thing and expects something different from what he's doing is insane. This, I think it's Albert Einstein says this. So if we can find out what kind of actions produce certain results, we are then in position to know what to do to achieve the desired results and what to do to avoid the undesirable results. In this case, the person who is willing to learn from everyone can benefit from the knowledge that comes from experience. So experience is our biggest teacher, really. Experience is what gives us the most knowledge in life. So who is strong? He who subdues his personal inclination. So according to Torah, the heavyweight lifter is not the strongest person in the world. According to the Torah, a person who can control his instincts, can control his yetzer hara, his emotions, is a person that is strong. A person with good self-esteem has no need to dominate others. And to be able to be strong in life, you need good self-esteem. Some of the world's greatest leaders were actually reluctant to assume a position of authority and were essentially coerced to do so. Two outstanding examples in the Torah are Moses and King Saul. So when Moses, Hashem approached Moses to be the leader of the of the people of Israel to come out of Egypt and bring them to the land of Israel, he didn't want to do it. 
He didn't want to be part. He, he didn't feel he could ever do this. And Hashem had to work with him and work with him till he accepted to take that job. So, so in Let Us Make Men, which is a book written by Rabbi Tursky, he explains that self-esteem and humility are not only fully compatible, but that indeed to be able to be humble, you need to have self-esteem. And what does it mean to be a person that has self-esteem is a person that acknowledges the gifts that God has given him, the, the good qualities that God has given this person. He doesn't hide them. He acknowledges, I'm intelligent. I'm, I'm, I'm a person that has patience. I'm a person that is kind. You have to acknowledge the good in you. And that person that is able to acknowledge his good, his good part, he is going to be humble because he acknowledges that it doesn't come from him. It comes from Hashem. And he's going to be able to struggle against his yetzer hara, his evil inc inclination. And indeed, the more the person de develops himself spiritually, the more force the yetzer hara uh, exerts to seduce him to sin. So the more you grow spiritually, the more your yetzer hara is going to grow. It's a constant battle for your whole life. You're not going to ever get rid of it. The more you grow spiritually, the more elevated you become, the bigger your evil inclination is going to be also because it needs to be balanced. It needs to have something to make you work on and try to bring you to a higher level. So the person who grows spiritually and does achieve mastery over his Yetzer Hara has demonstrated much greater strength than someone who seeks conquest because he has a need to dominate others. So here the Torah, the Mishnah is teaching us that a person that is strong is a person that is able to dominate himself. Not, it's not a conqueror that is dominating people. Who is rich? And it answers us, he who is happy with his lot. So again, in the, in the Torah perspective, a rich person is not someone that has billions in the bank or billions in real estate. A rich person is a person that is very happy with what he has uh, accomplished in life, with what he has acquired. So Rabbi Moshe Schreiber, the Hassam Sofer, gives this Mishnah novel interpretation. And he says, happy with his lot, and he translates it as happy with his portion. The Hassam Sofer gives the example of a wealthy father who left a huge inheritance in trust for his young son. The trustees give, give the young man a portion of the money as they deem it appropriate to meet his leg legitimate needs. To give him all the money, or even just slightly more than his needs, would be foolish, because given his immaturity and limited knowledge, the young man would squander it as wasteful and possibly even dangerously. So what he's telling us here is that Hashem gives each person what he needs at the moment in his life, he's in. Sometimes if he would give more to that person, that person would squander it and wouldn't know how to use it wisely. So we believe in Hashgaha practice in divine intervention, providence, that God keeps watchful eye on us and we may be deserving of much reward, but to give it to us in quantities that we might squander foolishly or that might negatively affect our character would not be to our advantage. And we've seen it many times that people, for example, win the lottery and suddenly their life is a disaster. The wife leaves them, the whole family wants them to give them money. He goes and buys the fanciest car, he starts having women, he starts traveling, he starts throwing the money away. So we see in, in our lifetime that God 
knows how much he has to give each person and what that person needs. So we must understand that just as a young man who is immature might not know how to use money properly, we may be in the sense immature even when we are fully grown and well educated, and only God, whose wisdom and benevolence are infinite, can know what truly is good for us. So a person that doesn't have much, but he knows that that's part of his lot, that's part of his portion in life, that's what he needs to survive, that's what he needs to live and fulfill the purpose for which he was created, is going to be a happy person no matter what. And we have the story of Rabbi Susha of Annapoli who lived his whole life in adjacent poverty. And someone once asked him how, how he could be happy. How can you live happy? And he said, how can you recite the daily braha? He asked him, how can you recite the ba daily braha? Blessed are you, God, who has given me all my needs when you are so grossly lacking even in the, in the basic needs. And Rabbi Susha answered him, God knows what my needs are better than I, I do. And if he has determined that one of my needs is poverty, I am happy to accept his infallible judgment because if he give, made me poor, it's because that's one of my needs. And, uh, and a person who has true faith can therefore be happy with the portion he was given. And we're not in the, in the level of Rabbi Susha, but at least from this teaching we can learn how to work with our head and work with, with our emunah, with our faith in God and our trust in God, that everything we have and, and everything that we don't have is exactly what we need. So uh, Rabbi, Rabbi Tversky says that he remembers that when he was a child, his mother told him a story about a beggar who was given a magic purse and which contained a dollar. And every time he took a dollar out of this magic purse, another dollar would materialize inside of the, of the purse. So three days later, after he was given this purse, the beggar was found dead on top of a heap of dollar bills. And, the, and he says that this story has accompanied him all his life, because unless a person is content with what he has, it doesn't matter how much he's gonna have, he's never gonna be happy. Imagine this person could take one dollar every time he needed from the purse, but he was not happy enough with that. So he had to take one and another and another and another. At the end, he died because he didn't think, I need to eat, I need to sleep, I need to do a, he was just taking money out of the purse. So, so greed can result in a person's forfeiting this very life in the pursuit of an elusive goal, which can never be reached. And then he says, who is strong? And then, who is strong, who is rich? In Musar, Hamishnah, Rabbi Ginsburg, he gives us a question in which the Ramban states that God does not predetermine whether a person will be righteous or wicked, good or bad. Everything else is predetermined when we're born. It's if we're pretty, if we're ugly, if we're gonna be rich, if we're gonna be poor, if we're gonna be sick, if we're gonna be healthy, but if we're gonna be righteous or we're gonna be wicked, that's up to our free will, that's up to us. That Hashem hasn't, hasn't put a decree on us. Everybody has the capacity to be righteous or to be wicked. Yet the Talmud says that God does not make his spirit rest on a person unless one is humble, strong, and wealthy. So a person must be humble, strong, and wealthy, so the spirit of Hashem is with him. And what we can understand from this is that in as much as whether a person is to be strong or weak, wealthy or poor or predetermined, then one is not really free to become a great, as great as Moses because if it were decreed before his birth that he would be weak or poor, 
then he would lack one or two of the necessary factors that characterize Moses and that are who he's honored. Uh, are the, requi the requisites for attaining the presence of the divine spirit. So Rabbi Ginsberg resolves this pro problem by pointing to our Mishnah, which defines strength not as a physical power, it's a, a, a power of being able to control your impulses and to master your, your Yetzer Hara. Wealth is not having billions of dollars in the bank. It means being happy with your lot. And given these definitions, this kind of strength and wealth are not predetermined by what God gave you when you were born, but on the way you choose to live your life. It's your attitude in life what predetermines everything, and that is free will. So who is honored? He who honors others, and one of them is uh, to belittle others. So it says that a person that belittles other people is because that person is not a um, humble person. He's a very arrogant human being. And also that person has a very low self-esteem because someone doesn't need to bring someone down unless he doesn't feel good enough. People usually bring people down so they can feel better about themselves. So what it's saying here is that uh, in, in, to be able to honor other people, to see the goodness in other people and bring it out, you need to feel good with yourself. If you don't feel good about yourself, you're never going to be able to honor other people. And he, Rabbi Tversky here gives us an example of some, that he was consulted by a patient, patient whose drive to receive recognition resulted in his overtaxing himself, like a person that had this need for recognition. So he was the chairman of this organization, the chairman of this other organization. He was the, a busy executive. He was the president of this, the president of that. And, um, and he had a whole wall with all the honors that he had received through his lifetime. But nevertheless, this person didn't feel that he was good enough. And, um, and uh, so he said, a person who has a good self-respect is not dependent on others to honor them. A person who has self-love doesn't need the honor of other people, doesn't need to be recognized. They can do things quietly. They don't need recognition because they know that they're doing something right. They don't need to prove to anybody anything. And he's very comfortable in honoring others because they, he does this, not, not, it doesn't pose a threat to his own self-esteem. Honoring others, he's not making himself little. He's making the other person great. So I leave you here and um, take this Mishnah to heart. Really, if we learn to live with it and, and think about it and live in this way, we're really going to live a little higher. So have a great week. Thank you.